Being a better man. Can you believe this is episode number 40? Here we go. You have just entered a world governed by personal accountability where being a man is not an excuse for bad behavior. Where complaints are not allowed, whining is forbidden, and excuses do not exist. Prepare to have your thoughts provoked, your ego challenged, and your character tested. It's time for Being a Better Man. Here's your host and fellow man in the trenches, Alf Herrickstad. Hey everybody, welcome back once again to Being a Better Man episode 40 like it said it uh it's kind of a big deal i am your host and fellow man in the trenches of life alf herigstad so a listener wrote to me and said some very nice things and he also suggested that he was tired of hearing the entire intro on every episode i had kind of been thinking the same thing so i went ahead and shortened it up proof that i read every email and even listen to what people have to say. So let me know if you like it better this way. Today what I'm going to talk about is very important, and it affects every one of us without exception, and that is our friends. Those people in the world who we spend time with of our own free will, who are not our blood family. You've probably heard the phrase, You can't choose your family, but you can choose who your friends are. Well, it's really true. We have the ability to choose who our friends are, and that is of particular importance when you consider this other saying you have probably heard, which is, you are the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. Okay, I personally do Do not believe any statement is 100% true all the time. There are exceptions to everything. But for the most part, this statement is exactly correct. That means if you consider the five people that you spend the most time with, think of all their collective virtues and flaws and abilities and weaknesses and strengths and add them all together and divide that by five, the result will equal you. It's kind of interesting when you think of it like a math problem. When I first heard of this theory, I was resistant to the idea that other people would have any influence on who I was, partly because I go out of my way at times to not be like anyone else. I take pride in my originality, and I was almost offended by the idea that I would be subject to to such a simple formula. And then I thought about it, and I had to get over myself and admit that it was accurate for me as well. Look, friends are a big, big deal for everybody. But there's a spectrum, a range of degrees, like there is for everything. On one end of the range, you have people whose friend group is the most important thing in their life. They are with at least one of their friends every waking moment of every day. I think this is more common with younger people of a certain age, but it is very common. At the other end of the spectrum, you have the loners, people who seem like they don't have any friends at all. And in between those two extremes, you have every possible degree, and everybody falls into this range somewhere. Now, it's important to know where you are on this spectrum, because once you have this knowledge, 
you gain a new power over your own life. And like they say, knowledge is power. I'll explain what I mean. So let's say there's this guy named Joe. And Joe has been unhappy with his life for a while now. He's a little discontent with himself. He can't seem to get any traction. He's just getting by. And nothing really gets better. He wants to move his life forward. He wants to get better. But nothing Joe tries seems to work. Sometimes it even seems like he's going backwards. So one day Joe is listening to this podcast and he hears about this friend spectrum idea and he figures out where he is on the spectrum. Joe can see that his friend group is where he spends most of his time and energy. Then Joe takes a close look at his friends in that group and sees that some of them are real actual losers and then some of them seem to have a little more on the ball than Joe does. And after he examines his entire group of friends, Joe sees that he's actually right in the middle. So what do you think Joe can do with this knowledge? He can actually change his life by getting new friends. Now this concept will make some of you cringe. There's a certain kind of loyalty and devotion when it comes to friends. You've grown up with some of these people, and they're like family to you. You can't imagine just kicking them to the curb Fortunately, that's not what I'm talking about. Listen closely. Our first and highest obligation should be to ourself. If it's true that we are the sum total of the people we spend the most time with, our example Joe now has an obligation to himself to climb out of the rut he's gotten into. To do this, he will need to first decide what kind of guy he wants to be. He will need to decide what areas of life he wants to imp improve in, and then he will seek out people who are already there, people who are already in that elevated lifestyle and surround himself with those people. Sometimes these people come in different forms. Right now, for example, Joe is spending time with me listening to this podcast. I'm one of Joe's new friends. When he gets done listening to me, he might read a book by Tony Robbins or listen to another podcast by someone else he would like to emulate. Then Joe might find an online group of people that actually represent the lifestyle Joe would like for himself. Perhaps he will make connections with some of them. Then Joe might enroll in a class to learn a new skill and he'll meet some new people there. These are all Joe's new friends, the people he is spending the most time with, whether they are flesh and blood or just in his earbuds. And through osmosis, Joe will begin to take on some of the attributes of these people. His life begins to move forward in exactly the way Joe has designed it by the people he's choosing to spend time with. So what about Joe's old group of friends? Well, they're still here. Joe has not been spending as much time with them because he's been busy making himself better. But when Joe does see them, they notice something different. Now Joe is elevating the sum total of his entire group of friends simply by elevating himself. If Joe succeeds in moving his life dramatically forward, he's going to lose contact with some of his old friends. It's inevitable because they will have a lot less in common. 
Misery really does love company, and some of Joe's old friends will choose to stay in their comfort zone of mediocrity. Others, however, might not. Joe might inspire some of his friends to follow his example. Now, Joe's just one example, but I think he's a common one. Look, if you want to get better at anything, including life or being a man, you have to find people who are better than you. I became a good boxer by getting beat up by pros every day. I learned construction techniques by studying people who had been doing it their whole life. I learned how to play chess by losing my first hundred games to my dad. If you surround yourself with people you want to be like, then you will become like them. I'm happy to be one of those people for you. In fact, that's why I do this podcast. Now, I suggest that you give some thought not only to who your friends are, but who you are to them. Are you adding to the sum total or taking away from it? If you want to be a better man, then surround yourself with better men and be better than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad signing out. Being a better man today than we were yesterday. 